0: Hello, and welcome to the Bottom Up Skills podcast. I'm Mike Parsons. I'm the CEO of Qualitants and we are rocking along. We are in the next episode of our Agile software development series, and this time we're going to get into the different types and flavors of Agile. Now, in the previous episode, we really dug into some of the high-level, you know, features uh, primary thinking behind Agile, which is around values and principles and how it's all about being small, focusing on writing the code, doing the design and going fast. And whilst these values and these principles serve us really well in understanding not only how to design teams, but I would say you can design companies around this whole idea. Once you get into the practice of Agile, what's quite remarkable is there's millions and millions of permutations and variations of agile. And this is where sometimes people get confused. And this is where, unlike, say, design thinking, which has a clear kind of universal path pioneered by the Stanford D School, in this case, this is a much bigger practice, much more commonly used. Um, It has... um, you know, a history of being related to not only lean but manufacturing processes in the 50s and the 60s. And it's as a result of this that we actually see this huge variance, this massive portfolios of different types of way to do agile. So I want to take you through a journey through some of those explaining uh, just the the general difference between these so that you can start to orientate yourself around it. What I'm also going to do is really call out probably the two primary flavors of agile software development that you'll either have heard of, you might know, or you will run into if you're working in the world of technology. So now we're gonna go into the practice, the practice of agile and the crazy thing is that you could easily count beyond 40 different methodologies these are ways to practice agile and they all have different sorts of names now we're going to look at these and i obviously i you know i wish i could take you through them all um In fact, I wish I even understood them all because there's so many. But I'm going to give you a general sense of how they work. And then what we're going to do is focus on two particular flavors, which is Scrum and Kanban. And so we'll go into those. But first, before we get to those, I want to kind of paint you a picture of uh, these, um, these different areas in the world of Agile. Now, the first one is one that you might have heard um, that was employed at Zappos, um, a really famous pioneering company. They do a lot of stuff in a radically different way, and they've actually uh, taken a flavor of agile, you know, which has its hallmarks and origin in this idea of, you know, self-organizing small teams, and they took that to Agile and extreme, and that's what we call holocracy. Now, holocracy is a form of decentralized management and organizational governments. So this means it's quite it's it's very similar to what we call radical management. Um, it's related to theory of constraints, um, management 3.0, but what you have to imagine at the key key of holacracy and this whole body of agile methods is where you make the entire organization self-organizing and it doesn't have a traditional command and control approach. It doesn't have anything like command and control. There's no waterfall, there's no top down. It's very radical. It's organizing in small distributed self-organizing decentralized groups called Holacracy. Have a look. Um, there's lots has been written around what um, Zappos has done in the US. They're probably one of the pioneering Holacracy companies. But what's really fascinating about this, this is really inspired and born out of agile methodology and agile thinking, agile values and principles. So there you go. So this is one big bucket of the agile world that sort of more decentralized um, way of organizing. Holacracy being the sort of the the showcase there. So now I want to move on to sort of enterprise um, kind of a thing. I want to move towards how you might see Agile in a more continuous, ongoing manner. This would be... um, Uh, an approach best used in enterprise. Um, You know, when you want to create that enterprise rhythm and you want to deploy an approach that's around the idea of improvement. So um, you've probably, uh, you may have heard of Enterprise Scrum. Uh, You may have heard of Spotify's, what we call squadification. Uh, Again, this has... Um, sort of an organizational flavor to it. The difference between this and, say, the holacracy approach is this still has the central governance, still has the enterprise at the center, so it's less decentralized. Um, and, um, you know, another great example of this more enterprise flavor um, is the Mikado method, which is all about continuous improvements on existing software systems. So incremental, make it 1% a each sprint and over time, you have a better organization. And what's quite interesting is that there are a lot of European organizations have adopted this using Spotify as the sort of poster child, if you will, of this approach. And um, this Mikado method or um, XScale is another kind of flavor of this enterprise version. Um, this has been um, really quite successful. And so if you have a look at Spotify and Squatification, and you're really interested in applying this continuous improvement approach, uh, then just Google around and you'll find some some really interesting stuff around this. All right, now the next one I want to go to is uh, what we call more of a lean startup, um, more of an extreme manufacturing, agile unified process flavor. This is where at the heart, we're starting to use some of the principles of just-in-time manufacturing, uh, only writing code once it's been tested and validated, or as in Lean Startup is experimenting continuously to validate your hypothesis before you build stuff. Now, why this is so interesting is obviously the risks with manufacturing If you start building the wrong thing and you've got your build of materials and you've got the wrong components that haven't been tested, what this agile methodology um, uh, grouping does is try to de-risk some of those bigger investments. And particularly if you look at the origin of Lean Startup, Lean Startup was born because when Eric Ries wrote the book, he talked about spending a lot of money on his startup on a bad idea. They built a bad idea in a great way because they didn't have that testing validation. They didn't have that continuous experimentation to make sure that they're going in the right way. So this is like the third big bucket of agile methods. Um, So you can look into that. And I think the starting point here has to be go read the book by Eric Reese. Lean Startup. Okay, so now I've left the biggest and the most popular uh, version of Agile methodologies, and that is Scrum. Scrum is easily uh, the most popular. You know, informal studies say that it can be anywhere up to 70% of the practice of Agile ends up being a, a version of Scrum. Uh, of, and there are some sort of related um kind of um, versions of the methodology. You've got obviously Kanban, which I've mentioned. You've got Crystal um, and um, some forms of extreme programming. Um, They all largely coalesce around uh, a more Scrum-like approach and I think Scrum for me has the focus mostly on the team and uh, having a small autonomous team and it also has a certain rhythm to it and there's a really big focus on the rhythm of working. So I want to zoom into this because uh, kind of very related to Scrum is Kanban and they use a number of similar tools and techniques. I think the most important thing to know about Scrum, and the reason why it's so popular is that it works effectively with time constraint. And so it's all about time boxing a two to four week sprint over a you know a series of maybe three, six, nine uh, sprints to deliver a piece of software. There's a lot of ritual in Scrum, kickoff stand-ups, reviews, retrospectives, all that kind of stuff and uh, everybody is working together in a particular rhythm and it's time boxed. This is why Scrum is very successful in a business setting because, hey, in the end we all have a deadline to meet and this is uh, really the preeminent flavor of Agile. Now you will see some great things uh, in uh, Kanban, particularly about how to prioritize and know where work is. Um, Now, the key difference between Kanban and Scrum is Kanban is a little bit looser, so it's not really working with fixed-length sprints. Instead, it's focused on the tasks themselves. They only release code whenever it's finally ready, and so you can start to see here that it, in its purest form, it's a bit harder for an enterprise to digest because it's like, hey, guys, when are you actually going to deliver something? And it has this um, really powerful idea about this continuous improvement, but it doesn't standardize all of those things like kickoff stand-ups, reviews, and sprints. It's a bit more organic and it's a bit more looser. Now, whatever flavor of Agile works for you, I think the most important thing do is to really understand that there are many different ways you can do agile. So, I hope I've taken you through those four big buckets and I hope I've inspired you to go and check out maybe Holacracy or the Spotify squadification model, or maybe you'll go pick up a copy of Eric Reese's Lean Startup. And if you're really ready to get going, I think you could do no wrong in starting with implementing some of those Scrum practices that we mentioned. Okay. Well, I hope I've given you a little bit of a sense of the spectrum of agile software development. I hope it's provoked uh, some interesting ideas. I hope it's inspired you. And if you want to follow up on anything you've learned in this podcast, you can head over to bottomup.io where you've got masterclasses and a whole lot more. All right, uh, guys and gals, that is another episode of the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. That's a wrap.